0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Whether you've overdone it at the gym, at the dinner table, or on the couch, AHM Health Insurance have a cover for you. Join direct at ahm.com.au.
2: For SEN America,
3: this is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hello, Richie. How are you? Very well, thanks, mate. Today we'll get into the newsroom. We've got a big interview with the New South Wales Minister for Sport, Stuart Ayres, About the upcoming college football game, which was secured up in Sydney. We can't wait for that one. Um, We'll also get over to Chris's betting corner and we'll preview next week's games. It's our 25th podcast. And today, James, we commit the 2015 Dallas Cowboys to the ground and bury their season.
1: I will not do it. (laughs) Because it's all over. They're two games behind the Giants. They can still do it, Rich. The music is playing, James. Is Romo still playing? It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over, guys. You know what? And I'm okay with it. We'll uh, we'll bottom out. We'll get a top five pick. The wake will be at James Arthur's house. No, there it won't. There will be food and no, drinks provided. Uh, no, there won't be. There will be no wake. <laughs> Let's get over the newsroom.
2: It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL Podcast.
3: As mentioned, Tony Romo has been buried in the ground as he re-injures his shoulder. The Cowboys get blasted on Thanksgiving Day by the
1: still undefeated Carolina Panthers 33-14. It was a pretty rough game. Obviously, playing a defense like the Carolina Panthers, a team that relies on getting a lead early is the way they run the ball. Once those couple of pick sixes were thrown and they got that early lead, it allowed Cam Newton to do his usual of not doing a lot and they could just roll on. So hey, look it's the Carolina are a good football team. i don't think I think they are the worst eleven0 team ever, but they're eleven 0 so how can you how can you shut them down? Yeah, they are pretty convincing the d- The defense is doing what it needs to
3: do. Uh, my concern is the game they have where
1: the they fall behind well. early
3: done. I wonder if they had to put together two drives in the fourth quarter. Scoring touchdowns both times to you know retake the lead or something like that. I don't know if they've got the weapons to do that. As much as you know, there's been a bit of a Devin Funchess sighting lately. There's not much else besides the tight end.
1: No, and Greg Olson is a really good <clears throat> is a really good football player, but I don't think he can carry an offense. I don't think any tight end other than Gronkowski can carry an offense in the NFL at this point. Look. I'm worried about them when they get to the playoffs. So all the Carolina fans, enjoy your regular season because once you play a good team, I just I don't think you're going to go as well as you think you are. I think it'll be close because your defense will allow it to be, but I do not trust Cam. If Cam Newton was playing for the 49ers with his exact yeah, they, same numbers, he would two be more wins. nothing. They'd have two more wins. Yeah, and he would be nothing. No one would even be talking about him, except for the fact that he's stolen laptops before and has huge teeth, and cheated on, and cheated his, on his um, tests. His tests. Look, he's just an all around terrible human being, which we all forget about. But anyway, he's look, let, let's move on. I am so good good sick, sick of the Carolina ads. Panthers. I think their defense is incredible, and I like Luke Kuechly. But other than that, no attention.
3: Speaking of a team with an awesome defense, Brock Osweiler leads the Denver Broncos. Hand the Patriots their first loss of the season. <laughs> James has caught me out with the rundown. I wasn't ready for this. Brady sooks
1: up a storm after a questionable call. He is. I'm sorry, but Patriots fans, you're 10 and 1. Get over it. Oh, oh Bill Simmons whinging because people tackle Gronkowski in the knees. Have you seen what happens when they tackle him up high? Yeah. He, he, he just destroys running. them. He running. It's the only way to tackle him. If he wants to run over the middle like that. That's where he, that's where people are going to hit him. And that now he wants to bring in a rule where you can't hit guys below the knees. Where are people going to be able to tackle? Yeah. I'm sorry. Bad luck on your injuries. Uh, maybe it's a little bit of karma for all the cheating you've done over the years. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. But either way, they're 10-1. Get over it. Stop the sook fest about a couple of bad calls. Every team gets them. Yes, you had a bad day. We discussed this, Richie. The yeah, calls, they got hosed. The calls weren't great. But unfortunately, that happens in football. We've all seen our team get beaten like that. You've had a pretty good run, Patriots, so just get over it, honestly. And looking
3: at the rest of their run home, there's, there's not much there. No. They're going to Gronk have-
1: not being there is scary though. When he went de- <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he was dead.
3: I was going to say I really like Gronkowski. So do I. I think he's a really good player. When he went down, I now officially want to put out that he carried on like the pork chop. He was rolling around and frailing, going, oh, my God. <laughs> and he's he's going to miss a week,
1: Do you know some guys, some guys actually keep playing after a bruise knee? But anyway, let's not pick on Gronkowski because all the Patriots fans will get upset about it. He's a good player. But Tom Brady, how's Tom Brady whinging about calls? There was a call he was whinging about and yelling at the ref about how can that be offensive pass interference when he was laying on the ground after he threw it. Tom, you can't even see it. Get over it, you winger. You had one bad game. I'm, I'm so over them. It's not funny if you can't tell.
3: The Houston Texans defeated the falling apart Saints twenty four six to continue their impressive run towards
1: the playoffs. Yeah, they're looking really good, and it's all coming on the defense. Clowney played really well in this game. Tanya, thank God, he's getting he, better he's, he, every week. Maybe he's getting healthier. Maybe that's the key. Is it? It's only his second year. That's right. He was. Yep. Yeah, it's only his second year. He's doing fine. J.J. Watt is taking over the game. He's had seven and a half
3: sacks um, during this winning streak of four games.
1: What's he on now? How many for this? He'd be on 12 or 13, wouldn't he? Uh, You keep talking, I'll find it. Either way, they're doing enough on offense. In this game, Dondre Hopkins, who we've raved about the last few weeks, didn't really do a lot. They managed to double and triple cover him the whole game. However, they were still able to get it done when they needed it. Brian Hoyer came back. He's playing really well. I honestly think they're going to make the wild card, and I hope they do because I really like Bill O'Brien. Well, they can still win the division. Yeah. I think them and the Colts will make it. The Colts are winning. With, we'll get to them, but they're winning with Hasselbeck. Like It's unbelievable.
3: 13 and a half sacks for what so far? Do you reckon he can
1: get 20? He got 20 last year.
3: He also had 20 in 2012. It'll be the third year in a row or something he, like that. Yeah, and what's he got? Four games left.
1: Yeah, four games left. It's not that
3: out of reach. The way
1: he's playing... He's had seven and a half in four games. Yeah, the if way he does he's playing that right again, now. he's home. Look, he's an absolute superstar. And I think he's now taken. He's taking back the, the lead for Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, quickly on the Saints. Falling apart, blow it up. What do you think? They've got to start again. They've got no salary cap. Drew Brees is taking up a quarter of their salary cap, and then the rest, are play- the other quarter... Junior is play- got a well, bunch pl- of it. Players who aren't even... I think there's something like $68 million, including Drew Brees, that is taken up by players who aren't playing and Drew Brees, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. They need to start again. I think you'll find Sean Payton will be gone. I think they'll mutually agree to part ways. He's under contract till 2017, so... They'll look to part ways. I, they're done. They, they need to start again, clear some cap, and, and look to rebuild through the draft. The Chiefs keep on their
3: impressive run with a comeback win over the Bills, 30-22, to to take a pretty firm
1: grip on the wild card in the AFC. Yeah, and with, with Pittsburgh losing to Seattle, that, that was the key for both the Texans and the Chiefs. But I know you rag on him. Alex Smith is playing outstanding.
3: He's playing okay.
1: He's playing right If everyone could see the cheeky look on Richie's face, he knows. I hate him so much. But he's so boring. Can we just say, maybe the problem with Alex Smith was at the Chiefs that they had Jamal Charles and it was all fixed around him and they didn't allow him to throw the ball downfield because he's sure doing that a lot now. He's he's looking really good. Macklin Mm. has added so much to that offense, which a lot of people thought he'd be a real bust signing. He's been really good for them. Had another big game on the weekend. They're scoring touchdowns. They have not had a turnover. Their offense since week three.
3: That is an incredible stat. <laughs> like plus that, that's the big one. That's the big one. And look, Alex Smith isn't going to turn it over. He's not a turnover machine. No. That's not. He takes what's
1: open. Yep. Reads the, def- the defense very well pre-snap.
3: What I think they've done is put a, a little shock. Pan or something into his uniform, so when he's thinking of checking it down, they quickly shock him and say, throw it deep, throw it deep. So you no, know it's you want because to check he doesn't down.
1: have Jamal Charles anymore, and their offense was designed. Who would have thought that their offense would get better without Jamal Charles?
0: The no, running backs, me. they, no they just keep
1: plugging in running backs, but they're not the focus anymore, so they're not trying to get Jamal Charles on a little flare route or get him on a, on a, on a Texas route over the middle. They're just looking for who's open and taking it. The offense was so reliant on getting the ball into his hands that it, it almost stifled them a bit. I just think they' they're playing so well. And defensively, they were playing without um, Houston on the weekend, who's their best player, probably one of the top three defensive players in the league. Easily. Tamba Hulley's having a huge season at the other outside linebacker. Eric Berry, great to see him back after. Everyone knows the, the yeah, cancer th- issue. Th- that's your comeback player of the year. I, right I yeah. agree. I think he's playing outstanding. So I really hope the Chiefs – I picked them early um, in the preseason to make the playoffs – to win the division, actually, which they, they probably won't, or they definitely won't catch Denver. No. But they should make playoffs from me, right? Their man, Houston, should get in. Really quickly,
3: uh, for the next game, Detroit destroys Philadelphia 45-14. Look, you've gotten the rundown here. Is Chip in trouble? Look, he is, but he's not going to get fired this year. No, I
1: don't think he'll get fired. He's, he's he's destroyed that team too much to allow it to go on to anyone else. So, as we discussed it last week, their trades are terrible. Detroit getting frisky at the moment. Maybe they should have. Maybe they should have been throwing the ball to Calvin Johnson earlier in the yeah, season. Yeah, I got
3: Frisky about seven weeks ago. Yeah, ever,
1: ever since Jim Bob Cooter took over offensive coordinator, <laughs> they've name. been great. It's the best name Jim in football. Bob well, let's move on. Washington huge win over the New York Giants, twenty to fourteen. They now have the lead in the NFC East. They're going to win the NFC East. Oh, I don't think they will. But they play the Cowboys have a look Monday at their night. They play the Cowboys twice, twice out of four with no Romos. There's two wins. Yeah, they're potential. The Giants have to pull their finger out, but they've got a couple of hard teams. I don't know. Would you, who would you. I actually don't mind Washington if, if they want it. Well, I hate the Giants and I hate Philly, and Washington are the least I hate of the most of all three yeah, of look, them.
3: Yeah, look, I don't mind the Washington racial
1: slurs. It's all right. <laughs> you Kirk know? Cousins is playing pretty well, but you know, he's well, learned to with just- him,
3: He's a free agent now. He's, he's, now, he's don't getting want to himself pay him, some dollars. Well, you don't want to pay that. I don't want to pay those dollars to him.
1: Someone will. Cleveland Browns will. Oh god. I'm telling you they will be in line for him. Let's move on to the Minnesota Vikings continuing to impress dispatching the ailing Falcons 20 to 10. Falcons are done.
3: Maybe I should play the um funeral march again. For oh, the Falcons. They are <laughs>
1: awful. What happened? Matt Ryan. We H- called how in the pre- picks is he so bad? He has a few hot games and then just struggles like Well, look, I I don't know what to I've make a, of him. They can't get the ball to him. I
3: got a couple of Falcon fans, and and you see them postings from now every now and then, and, and it's always at the study. They're like, you know, is he, you know, he's elite, blah blah blah. No, he's not. He's not even close. He's a top, is he a top? Is 10? he a good quarterback? Just Absolutely top ten, I think. Just I can. If you get me the list of teams out, and you say, would you rather their current quarterback or Matt Ryan? The answer is going to be Ryan for most of them.
1: Who would you rather? Ryan, Tannehill, or Kirk Cousins? Oh, Matt Ryan, for sure, by miles. Sorry, Ryan Tannehill or Matt Ryan, I meant, not Kirk Coates. Oh, Matt Ryan. Tannehill's a he's a junk. But Matt Ryan's been around a while now. At least with Tannehill, you might have a chance to Tannehill can't throw better. it downfield. No, you're right. Their, their offense, which was so good early, it's falling apart, and their defense can't get any pressure on the quarterback. And Minnesota ran all over. I was going to say,
3: it. yeah, let's flip this over because we're, bur- <laughs> we're burying the lead. We've buried the Falcons. The Vikings...
1: AP. they are a first week buy right now. Yeah. Yep, yeah, they're winning they they winning the division. Now it's going to come down to the last game of the season when they play Green Bay. I think Green Bay will get it sorted out. Well, I hope they do cuz tra- when Green Bay are playing well they're better. To we'll watch.
3: transition straight over cuz Green Bay lost to the Bears at home. Lost at home again. Rodgers
1: played terrible. 17-13. This is this is the problem. This is my my assessment of Green Bay is Eddie Lacy, yeah, he's getting some good yards now, but He's pretty fat still. If he was skinnier, he'd be getting a lot more yards. I know it's a pot calling the kettle black, but I'm not, a, I'm not an NFL player. <laughs> no, I'm so. not asking you to rush for exactly.
3: 130 yards every week, he maybe not 20 out of the backfield and two and touchdowns.
1: The receivers can't get open. They double cover Cobb underneath, and there's no one who can win one-on-one. DeWanta Adams couldn't, couldn't beat... Chris in one-on-one. No, I reckon he probably could. No, I don't. He I could, he could certainly get up and His Bench kick. press is I've like been, 50. I've been working out. Yeah. Chris is huge. Don't <laughs> underestimate God. me, man. Yeah. Come on. It's in your microphone. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like they, Their receivers can't They miss Jordy Nelson so much. They don't have a viable tight end. That's something they need to get in the draft.
3: And they don't have anything
1: vertical. No. That's like, what I mean. Jordy Nelson Jordy was, was that guy. guy. Although he's white, so you think he's slow. Or he's the, the nifty route runner over the middle. He's great. Jordy Nelson was so good he's for that team. And they definitely need a same sort of tight end. Do you know what I'd love to see? Jimmy Graham be at Green Bay. Oh, Can you imagine well, what his productivity Well, we're coming.
3: Do? That's the next game. Oh, is it? That's perfect then. What so a segue. I didn't even mean that. My what a segue. My fantasy team gets uh, kicked in the backside as Jimmy Graham goes down. Uh, Seattle and the Steelers played in one of the best games of the oh, year. Yeah. The Sunday night just keeps delivering. Yep. It's a great game every week. The Seahawks got up. 30, uh, sorry, 39, 30. Close. It went backwards and forwards. The last thing Russell Wilson looked awesome from the pocket.
1: First, from the pocket. Yes. He first time great. he has ever won a game where the opposition scored more than 25 points. That is incredible to me. It's a damning me. stat. A Super Bowl winning quarterback and one who played in another Super Bowl, uh, To that is unbelievable to me. I can't, for the lot, I, that was so shocking. And what people have kind of poo-pooed that Stat. I I think that's a great stat yeah, to show what if he can continue to develop to what he played like. Now the Steelers defense are bad.
3: Well, there's a few. Let's hit up a couple of storylines that have come out of this game. First off, Jimmy Graham was actually starting to fit into that offense. He'd had six eighty odd yards. Yeah, he'd, be, he'd been getting better. You'd, if he if we had six hundred eighty yards and maybe five touchdowns, where do you think he ranks in the happen.
1: league for tight ends in yardage and receptions and whatnot? Like where oh, about? I think he's seventh. Sixth. Oh, there you go. So that surprised me. I didn't think he'd be that high. He's up.
3: having a quietly good year. The only reason why I noticed is because he's on my fantasy team. Yeah, so exactly. I saw it,
1: but, he's been fine. He's been scoring a lot of touchdowns, but he's but a patella okay. a Patella tendon tear is that bad? It's really bad. You, it
3: can be worse than coming back from an Achilles tear. Yeah. Well, so this could because they were just starting games, and it, I don't know how much of the game you saw live and how much you watched on beat, the replay, yeah. but. He, looked, he was pumped. He was up and about getting the first down. Great catch and got hammered and then and really Bounced good. up. So, look, that's really bad. The other one I want to talk about is Ben Roethlisberger took himself out of the game with a suspected concussion. He went through concussion protocols yesterday. Then he went on his radio show and said, I didn't have a concussion. I just had some blurry vision and something, something. Then one hour later, Pittsburgh announced that he did have a concussion and he's now in the concussion protocol for this week. Is this the weirdest story
1: of the he, year?
3: What's going on?
1: We all know that Ben's done some questionable things over his lifetime. He also loves to self-diagnose his injuries. You know, he's always yeah. he's always talking about his injuries. Well, it probably cost them cuz Levi Jones Le- Landry Jones Landry came Jones. in and threw through two games. He's bad, <laughs> bad. <laughs> you know, they still have Vic on their roster.
3: You got one of one of those picks was um, on a two-point conversion, so it doesn't really count, but... Yeah, it's still a pick, though.
1: Still two points they didn't get.
3: Look, that's true. Yeah. Look, also, I,
1: I think the Legion of Boone, they might have given up some points, but Richard Sherman took Antonio Brown out of the game. Out of the game. He pressed him at the line. He didn't allow him past. The first corner this year that's been really able to, to take him out with Roethlisberger throwing him. I, I just don't think the Steelers can hold on. Their defense is starting to crumble, and... Without, if Roethlisberger can't play this week, that's a loss. Yeah, and without Levy and Bell to run the ball for them, like D'Angelo Williams is a good back, but he's not going to carry him. Well, he's not Bell. No, Bell fits no one's probably Bell. the
3: best. Well, he's one or two best backs in the league when yeah. he's fit. Oh, I think
1: we've just he's number one. He can do everything. Uh, either way, I think they're in real trouble. I think you'll see Seattle go on a bit of a run now. They've got just uh, the Vikings this week before, at Minnesota, which is tough.
3: Before we move on, I just want to touch on uh, the Seattle coach who I've... Pete Carroll. No, 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 no. So, sorry. The Steelers coach, Mike Tomlin. Yeah. There was some... Qu- Remember I asked you about three weeks ago? Is he? Or maybe it was longer than that. He does odd I said, things. Is he a
1: good coach? No. I don't think he is either. He go- he's, a, he's a fun coach to watch, but I wouldn't want to barrack for the Steelers when he's making it. They went for two at one point. They were up... They scored, and they were up by, by two. So a field goal, an extra point, makes it a three-point game. He went for 2 and didn't get it. Yeah, but and then on a 4th and 3, he he kicks the field goal. Yeah, he he's bizarre. I, I don't it was weird. I don't think he really knows what he's doing. No, I'm sure he does. That's that's a very general comment, but <laughs> probably a pretty stupid one. Yeah, it's one pretty too. dumb. I'm sure he knows what he's doing, but he's done some bonehead things in the past like when he when he ran on the field and tried to trip up the guy returning. Yeah, I, just,
0: I I don't know if he's yeah, a good I coach. Know. I think okay. he won a
1: Super Bowl in his first year and then has been blessed with a pretty good roster and not done a lot with it.
3: suppose you 10 years of time, I reckon, in yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Now, Last but, game. Yeah.
1: The, the loopiest five
3: minutes yeah, in football for the season, probably. So um, Ravens were up by eight. Hang on, really quickly. Baltimore get a blocked field goal return for a touchdown as the
1: Browns lose in the most brownie way you can lose a football game. Two reasons it was the browniest way. Now, all injuries to Baltimore, obviously. Including at running back. And quarterback. And quarterback, obviously. Do you know who the running back who stepped in, his last name's Alan, I can't remember his first name, nor do I care, he won't be around next year. There were guys on that team I'd never heard of. Do you know who he was playing for three weeks ago? Uh,
3: Please tell me it's like the Calgary Stampeders
1: or something. No, it's the Cleveland Browns. Oh, no way. cut him a month ago, (laughs) not only for him to come back and torch them in a game that they should have won comfortably. However, they're down by eight. McCown drives the field. They get the touchdown. They get the two-point conversion to tie it. They somehow get the ball back off the Ravens quick enough to get into field goal range to win the game. Pretty easy field goal, about a 45-yarder. It is blocked by the Ravens, who return it. Scoop and Did score. you see that he, the guy's foot was out of bounds on the return as well? Clearly, like half his foot was out of oh, bounds, and no, they didn't no. review it. Because of the excitement with it being the end of the game, the refs were just like, yeah, okay, there's a touchdown. On further review, he was out of bounds oh, about 30 yards out. Come on, NFL. They come just on, can't get a break, the Browns. McCown now out for the season with a broken collarbone. Is it Manziel time again? Yeah, it will be. Who's the other guy they've got? Austin Davis? Well, Austin Davis, when they were setting up the
3: field goal, he breaks the pocket, runs to get it closer, and slides one yard in from the sideline instead of stepping out of bounds and stopping the clock. So they
1: had to burn it Do you know why? It's because Jeff Fisher coached him, so he's just ruined for every other team. Mr. 8-8. Oh, he's overrated. Did we talk about the Rams? Nah, just no, because no one cares. How has Jeff Fisher got a job? With all I honesty, he has been mediocre. He's, he's they made cr- a Super Bowl once.
3: That's his, it. His career stats or winning record is something like 138 and 132. Yeah, he just, like, he's, he's just not that good coach. He, he is Mr. 8 and 8. But, yeah,
1: he just can't coach offense.
3: Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Coming up next, we've got our interview with the New South Wales Minister of Sport, Stuart Ayres. <laughs> And joining us now is the member for Penrith, the Minister for Trade, Tourism and Major Events, the Minister for Sport, the Honourable Stuart Ayres. Thanks for joining us,
2: Stuart. That's good to be here, gents.
3: Now, obviously, we've got Stuart on the line uh, because during the week, last week, he announced that the first college football game of the 2016 season will be held in Sydney. Now, this sort of thing doesn't just get organised overnight. Can you tell us... Way back to the start, where did this really start rolling from?
2: Uh, We've been chasing American football for a a period of time. It's a product that's been very interesting uh, to me as a tourism minister. Um, A fair amount of support. We saw American sports do really well with the MLB opening series here a couple of years ago, and we started to shift our attention towards American football. College football had been our focus. The rubber really started to hit the road in the last six months when I got hold of the tourism portfolio, we started to have discussions with, uh, with the college football administrators, started to work on particular teams. And in the last, particularly the last two months, uh, we've really nailed down um, the University of California and the University of Hawaii. And to be able to have the opening match of the season, a live game, really means something as opposed to an exhibition match. Uh, it's going to be an amazing event for Sydney, no doubt about that.
3: Uh, I could not agree more. I've been lucky enough to, to see Cal... At Berkeley for for two of their games, they've got a great fan base. The U.S. Hawaii is the same. I think, as you mentioned just then, the most important thing is that it is a competition game, not just a preseason game.
2: Yeah, we've seen exhibition matches in the past, and they do reasonably well. But whenever there is a match for what we would call in Australia for points, or uh, in this case, an absolutely live match, then. The atmosphere around that match, the dynamics around the teams participating, it just is a completely different flavour. I think all sports fans know that. It's a bit like a, a preseason game versus versus one that really means something. Um, we're talking about teams that are going to that have uh, 200 strong um, outfits that have to come with them, support staff. Um, it'll be a genuinely all-American experience, plenty of colour and movement, marching bands, cheerleaders. Um, we're expecting a, a sellout crowd at ANZ. It's a 2pm kickoff, so it's right in the middle of the day. Uh, great broadcast time back into the States, so great opportunity to showcase. Sydney, and it's a fantastic boost to our economy as well.
1: It's, it's obviously a, a massive exercise getting all those people over, and I tell you what, you'll, you'll have you'll have at least three seats seats filled from me, Richard, and Chris. We'll definitely be there. Out of curiosity, we know that Hawaii have a pretty friendly relationship with Australia in regards to recruiting players. Did that in all? Did, did that have any bearings on them being the team that came over?
2: Well, I think Hawaii expressed an interest very early about wanting to be part of it. Uh, and they, they've been at uh, one of the colleges that have really said, if this happens, we want to be there. Um, obviously, coming to California, the travel times are a little bit easier as well. Um, so we, we've targeted people we think can do the movement. Um, it's not an NBA basketball team with a small operation. These are, are huge operations. It takes a significant amount of effort to get them here. Um, we've been really blown away with the support that we've got out of out of those colleges, um, and I, I think we're just really going to see a spectacular event, and I think it will really allow us to continue to showcase uh, American sports for the Australian public and, and also look on how we can leverage those opportunities back into the States as
1: well. Yeah, exactly, and, you know, American sports are becoming so popular in Australia now due to the, the access through the internet and, and Foxtel and, and all those types of things. Do you think that, that this will lead to potentially an NFL game Becoming accessible in, in Sydney?
2: Oh, look, I, I think well, I think we should be very clear about this. I'd love to see an NFL game in Sydney, but I think we've got to earn our stripes. Um,
1: and this this
2: college game will go a long way to demonstrating the logistics that uh, that are required, how we can facilitate and help that. Um, it'll demonstrate strong market support for the product. Um, obviously, there's a huge amount of attention around Jared Haynes' activity um, at uh, at the Forty ers over the more recent um, months, and that's that's fueled a little bit of the desire. But a lot of this work had been in place all long before that had happened, uh, and this is really about demonstrating Sydney's capability of hosting a future NFL match.
3: And I think. Sydney's hosted an NFL match before I had the preseason game between the Chargers and the and Denver way way back when um when this yeah, was
2: early late 90s just before the Olympics I think at ANZ
3: Yeah, it makes me feel old because I was actually at that event. It was the first year I was playing gridiron in um in the, in the country, so it, it was a big flashback. I think I'll give I'll give you a little bit of credit here Stuart. You obviously took a couple of little parting shots at Melbourne uh in in your articles when you announced the game and I've got to give you the props. You've, you've nailed the Major League Baseball. You've now got Gridiron coming to Sydney. I'm tired of having to come up to your city, mate. It's driving me mental.
2: Well, we think of ourselves as a genuine global city. We want to be able to share global product. Uh, we think that Sydney is incredibly well-placed to showcase American sports into the Asian markets as well. Uh, we've seen that with the English Premier League teams that have come here. Um, Chelsea was a, a, a late play by us. There um, was a very small window that opened up, but our capacity to showcase that product back through the Asia-Pacific markets was really important for them. I think that's important for the NFL as well. Um, but we're going to continue to chase diverse sporting products. It works incredibly well. We think this will generate over 15,000 domestic and international visitors into Sydney. It's worth probably about 2 uh, $10 million in visitor expenditure for our city. So it's big business, it's big bucks, uh, and it's it's what we want to continue to do to drive tourism activity in New South Wales.
1: Well, I can tell you we were both very impressed with that. That's uh, it's, it's very impressive, and we're really excited. But me and Richie have just both got back from Trips to America separately, and we both attended college games. And one of the highlights of the college game is being able to tailgate. And that means if the game starts at about 2 o'clock, you get there at 8 a.m., Maybe nine am. You set up a grill. You set up a little a little gazebo, and you have a few beers, and you play some cornhole, and you have something to eat. Are we going to be able to have that sort of atmosphere in Sydney? Will it be allowed?
2: Well, we're going to work with ANZ Stadium, the, the host. They've done an amazing job in partnering with us in uh, in bringing this event to life. We do want to create uh, an amazing experience for all of those people uh, coming coming to Sydney for it. We want to capture the, the flavour and the feel of college football. Um, and so all, all of those experiences are ones that we are going to look to build into it. Um, we've, we've got the day, that's a, like I said before, at 2 o'clock, we've got a lot of activity to be able to fill into that day. So we'll, we'll work on all of those fan activation and fan experience opportunities. And I think we'll be, we'll be creating one of, one of the great days of, of Australian sport.
3: Well, uh, look, Stuart, we'll be out there with our barbecue and our beer... I better not have a police officer come up to me and tell me to put it away. I'll be really upset.
2: Well, we'll definitely be working on uh, a lot of the site activations. ANZ's fantastic for this. Um, We've got what we often refer to as the red zone, which is all of the space, uh, the hard surface space around the stadium. We'll be looking to activate that. Olympic Park's got direct access with trains, so we've got lots of opportunities to activate the whole site. Uh, I think you'll uh you'll be seeing plenty of blue and gold and plenty of white and green on the day and uh and plenty of people out enjoying themselves, no doubt about that.
3: Fantastic. Look, thank you so much for joining us. We know you're a very busy man as you travel around Asia, probably no doubt getting more sporting events down there. Keep up the great work and when you get that NFL game down, we'll we'll have you straight back on.
2: No doubt about that, gents, and I'll see you in Sydney uh in August for the greatest day in sport.
3: Thanks for your time, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Stuart.
2: Cheers. Listen. Here's the thing: if you can't spot the sucker in your first half hour at the table,
3: then you are the sucker. It's Chris's betting corner time.
0: What's going on, boys? Now I'm a bit uh, upset actually that we've gone through the entire show yet and we haven't mentioned the 103rd Grey Cup yet. No one cares, mate. What is a Grey it's Cup? The Canadian football. Canadian Super Bowl. Ah, fake football. Edmonton yeah. v Ottawa. I'm sorry, but
1: any t- Mike Riley? Any, have QB you seen of, the size Edmonton? of the field? Okay, first off.
3: The end zone's are 20 yards. The field is so wide. There's 12 players on the field.
1: They're all moving in motion. The posts are at the front of the end zone so they can use it to block defenders. It's It's dumb. Shout out to my boys Edmonton, by the way. It's the
0: dumbest. Have have, have
1: they won the last few? So that's why you're back them, just like the Patriots. They've
0: won at least the last one. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Do you guys want to hear how you went last week? Yep. Here we
1: go. I do. (laughs) Washington professional football team to beat the Giants at $2.23. I want $500 on that shirt. You're trying to jinx them. It's mm-hmm. in the book. <laughs> 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 All right. so well rich.
0: Any plan is a good plan. Yep. Well, that's not really true. Is it? Nah, no. Better be lucky. Man. But here's a <laughs> plan.
3: I'm sticking with the Buccaneers. We're going to the Indianapolis Colts and we're the underdogs. $2.52. I have 500 that the Bucks win again. Oh, you don't want to get the 1000 No. Nah.
0: Fair enough.
1: James. My second bet, I have Denver beat the New England Patriots Whoa. to knock them off at two dollars forty. I'll have five hundred on
0: them. Another five hundred. Done and done. I remember we have to have your last one has to be parlayed.
3: I know, mate.
0: Good parlay.
3: San Diego Chargers are god awful, but sell so the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that's where they're going this week. They are two seventy nine underdogs to knock off the Jags. Give me the Chargers, five hundred
1: bucks. What was the odds? Two seventy nine. Beautiful. That's pretty good. That's a, they're pretty good odds. My last one is the Minnesota Vikings to beat the Falcons. And the game, parlay, for the good game, game to be, work, be under 46.5 points. It's a multi-bet or a parlay bet. At $4.65, I'll have $500. Right.
0: I'll let you. Last one.
3: All right. I'm taking the all-Turkey day... Parlay. Oh wow! All the games from Thanksgiving. I'm going to take a little bit of everything. Wow. Philadelphia Eagles at Detroit Lions. Give me the Philadelphia Eagles to win. The Panthers and the Cowboys. That game to be under 45 and a half points. And then the Packers to knock off the Bears straight up. All parlayed together. That is paying four fifty
0: three thousand
3: two hundred.
0: So, there is what uh, happened last week and what you guys tipped. James, you just keep getting it done. Oh, I'm friend. so good. Three from three. Richie, you still made money, though. This is the thing. Yeah, if you were playing anyone sucker. else that wasn't James, you'd be doing phenomenal.
1: I'm impressed. You still man.
0: made some money. Let's, let's just run through it really quick. You're Richie. a real trier, Richie. That's Thanks, what I man. like about you. Thanks. You had the Bucks defeating the Colts. <laughs> you had your Chargers defeating the Jags. There you go. So, that was 500 bucks at 279 Ding, ding, and then your ding. Thanksgiving special. you Just let's not yep, let even talk about yep, that. Yeah, that was bad. So bad that, as the games. That five hundred bucks on the charges of two seventy nine. That got you one thousand three hundred ninety five. Take away seven hundred from the two other bets. You're up six hundred ninety five for the week.
1: So you won one hundred ninety five dollars. No, he won six hundred ninety five. I've explained doesn't, it. Doesn't that include the five hundred? One thousand three hundred
0: ninety five. Take away the other two bets. He won one thousand three hundred ninety five. Can't believe I'm losing to you. You
1: don't even understand how, how much it works. did he bet on San Diego five hundred. Oh my god. Yes, James. And he won how much from that bet?
0: One thousand three hundred ninety five. Do you want me to say it for a seven? Yeah, but that time? includes
1: the five hundred he bet on it. Yeah, or is that what he made after, like from the five hundred? So really, he made seven hundred and thirty nine dollars because that five hundred dollars was already his. Starting to click over now. You two have the blankest looks. I can't your understand. Face. I can't understand what you're saying. Anyway, I mean, who cares? Yeah, he started
0: the week with six thousand seven hundred ninety-eight. Finished with seven thousand four hundred ninety-three. So you up are actually not
1: going that bad. Like, <laughs> I know that. Oh,
0: don't get upset, James. <laughs> Here we bang, go. Bang bang bang! You won at one thousand one hundred fifteen with the Washington I Redskins. That's true. The Jones. That happened. Yeah. Then you won that. one thousand two hundred. With Denver defeating the Pats,
1: I did win that. That's correct. Then this is going to be massive. Your parlay, yep, you happened. won two thousand three hundred
0: twenty-five. So you started off the the, uh, the round fifteen thousand one hundred thirty-one. <laughs> you won four thousand six hundred forty. You are now on nineteen thousand seven hundred seventy-one. Not even on twenty thousand though. Can I hit
1: the twenty? Th- can I hit thirty thousand by the end of the season? You're not even on twenty thousand though. Nick okay. up. What are you on, mate? It's fake money anyway. I haven't lost any money, mate. Oh, you're good. You're Thank such you. a good better. Thank you. All right, let's get straight into this week. I'll go first, Rich. Is that okay? Far away. Houston to beat the Buffalo Bills at $2.39. I will have $500 on it. Good, sir. 500 You don't want to go any higher? No, I'm going to stick to my method.
0: Good. That was I was testing you. Well done. Richie. Carol- I thought you knew your cue, but that's all right. I'll just, normally, Car- I just stop yeah. talking and then you start, but I'll like straight Australia. All right. So, James, thank you for your uh, bet. Richie, over to you for your first bet.
3: Carolina Panthers are going to get their first loss of the year. They have to go to the New Orleans Saints who are falling apart, but they'll pull it together for this game. $3.60, I'll have $500 on the Saints to
1: win. I agree with you that, so I've got them in my, in my parlay. San Fran to beat the Bears. I think the Bears are a bit phony. I don't think they're that good. They might be phony, but the 49ers are just crap. Well, they only they didn't weren't that bad against Arizona. They got Their up The defense for that. played really well. I think... Uh, anyway. Where is it? It's good odds. It's at Bears. Yeah, yeah. Okay. $3.42, I'll have $500 on it. All right, I've got... The Chiefs
3: at the Oakland Raiders. I know oh, the Chiefs like have been one. on a tear, but Oakland are a different team at home. Yeah, Oakland are paying two twenty one. I'll have five hundred that the Raiders win.
1: Yeah, I don't mind that one either, Rich. I will this is my parlay bet. Okay, cool. Chris Starkey. Thank you. Oh,
0: I've got to be upset by the way, during the week you uh, messaged me on Facebook and you did not use the term parlay. What did I say? You said
1: multi. I
0: oh, get it. We've that. got that, that that's so three weeks ago, man. I know it's Come so on. bogan.
1: Uh, I've got the Norlands Saints to beat the Carolina Panthers, much like you, Richie, parlayed into the Philadelphia Eagles to beat the no. New England Patriots. I am betting on the Eagles. This is what's happened. and so let, Just spent- wait, and let me tell you the odds for this. The odds are, parlayed together. $16.74. You know
0: why $16?
1: Cuz it's not going to happen. I want $1000 on it. <laughs> <laughs> Bang. You want to make it a close game <laughs> there. I'm, I'm I was thinking of putting 10,000 on it. <laughs> 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 and it still wouldn't, I'd still be winning by three. I like I like the ballsiness. Yeah, hey, mate, it's a bit of fun. Yeah, use.
3: now I got permission to skip my parlay bet cuz I wanted a uh, futures, futures bet. bet. Yeah. Well, that, that was
1: the rule. You could either have a parlay or a future.
3: So, I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals mm. to win Super Bowl Fifty yeah. at seven bucks.
1: That's not bad. I'm
3: having two thousand dollars on the
1: Cardinals to win the Super Whoa. Bowl. That's not. Yeah, that's okay. Come on, man. so would that would you beat me if you won that?
3: Uh, probably not, but it'd get me closer because I'd get fourteen thousand out of it.
1: Yeah, you'd beat me if you won. If you, it's well, early. That's right, if no, you I'm...
3: won nothing
0: else for the rest. Yeah, of the year. we don't know yet. We, we don't yet. And you're right.
1: And that's not going to happen. Your multi bet this week could
0: have. Ap- Sorry, your parlay bet. I apologise to everyone out there. <laughs> <laughs> your parlay bet could actually pay off, and then that 14 grand might not be enough.
1: <laughs> okay, are so we done? I mean? Are we done with the smut now? Can we move on to games next week? I guess so. Bye bye. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Packers at Lions. How do you see this shaping up, mate? It's now a huge game because the Packers are on – they're really struggling. And the Lions, I think they've won two in a row, three of their last four. They're looking really good. That offense has sorted whatever they, whatever problems they had. They seem – Jim Bob Koo sorted them out. So <laughs> that's, that's a huge <laughs> it division. Guy. It's the best <laughs> name. Cooters. It is such a good name. Uh, Yeah, I I think Packers will bounce back, but I think it'll be a really close game. And it's at the Lions. They play a lot better at home in that disgrace of a town. Well, they've had three straight wins. Three straight wins, is it? Yeah, they've been pretty impressive. Were they four and seven?
3: Well, they're committed to... uh, They are four and seven. seven. They're committed to running the football. I mean, they're averaging 29 rushes per game in this winning streak. So it's like, let's run the football. Defense creeps up. We'll bomb one to Calvin.
1: One-on-one? Because oh, who would have thought Calvin was a good football player? I don't know anyone in the world yeah, but the, but Detroit. Let's move on to the Jets at Giants. Huge game because the Giants need to win it to stay alive. And it's New York versus New York. It's always big. Yeah, well, they play in the preseason every year. But what obviously, do they call it? The Battle of the Meadowlands? Nah, probably.
3: Sounds like a good name well, that's for
1: That's what it. the old stadium was called. I think that's what they call it.
3: And it's still where the stadium is. Yeah. Just got a naming sponsor now. Um was, they play every single year in the preseason and it's the third preseason of the year but they obviously only play every um every 4 years in the regular season yep. unless they both make the Super Bowl. Good one. Yeah, you like that. Yeah, it was good. These two teams the Giants well, either one of them they have to win if they've got any chance of what playing are, what's some What's the Jets sort of record? Playoffs. Have you got that there? The Jets are 6 and 5, the Giants they're are not, 5 and out 6. Of it, the Jets. My concern is these two defences. Their offences are about the same. Yeah, just sort of wash oh. them a bit. Ranking-wise, they're about the same. It's 14 and 15.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Here's the
3: difference. The Jets' defence... playing well, so yeah, you're right. The Jets' defence is third. You want to take a shot at what the Giants' is? 28th. Last. Oh,
1: really? Well, yeah, last. roughly. I think the bottom five defences are all ranked. Uh, I, I don't think the Giants are very good at all, and I don't want them to make the playoffs. Odell's catch last week, though... Whew. Wow. He's pretty good, isn't he? <laughs> He's unballed. I thought that was better than the one last year. Oh, that no way. That was so... Inc- the way he dove half a metre off the ground and caught it and managed to twist his body so he didn't land... It's unbelievable. He's such a good last athlete. Last year's he bent so far back because he could have touched his own toe. Yeah. He's
3: just a really good football
1: player. He's a gun. He's yeah. a really good Eli football Manning player. Eli Manning should be just thanking his lucky stars for every bad throw he throws that he just pulls in. Look. I think the Jets will get the win. My concern is Ryan Fitzpatrick. I just don't think he's that good a quarterback, and I don't think they have an op- I don't think there's anyone. I don't think Geno's better, so don't get me wrong. I'm not saying bench him, but that'll hold him back. I don't think if they can make the playoffs, maybe with him, he'll hold them back in the playoffs, or he'll stop them getting there. He's just not good enough. Six and five, Seahawks are going to the eight and three
3: Minnesota Vikings. Huge game. Very important game. Very
1: important game. Who do you honestly think is going to win it?
3: It's a tough place to go and win. Yep, cold. And it's still outside because their new stadium's not done. Yeah. But the Seahawks, the cold and rain and wind doesn't worry then. That's nah. what they play in they, all the time. They,
1: they, they, they scored 39 points in it at Seattle. It was a pretty horrible day.
3: My concern is the Minnesota offense. They've got down and started running the ball. They've got a good running game. Teddy can't do anything. So they've, probably got, they've got, probably got the best. I'm sure if I go and look it up, they've probably got the best running game. Oh, yeah, they're up there. But their passing game
1: has to be one of the worst. Oh, it's awful! It is. Teddy throws a belt. I'm not calling. Actually, you know what? We're scrapping that because he can't throw a belt. (laughs) (laughs) He's terrible. He's now Teddy (laughs) Holderbelt. That make any sense either. He's Teddy Bridgewater. (laughs) Look, he's terrible. Uh, I'm sorry. I thought he was going to have a really good second season. He's having the biggest sophomore slump we've seen for a while. I'm not saying he's not going to end up being a good quarterback because he has got a lot of the tangibles you need. Yeah, he's just not one right now. He's just not playing well right now. They don't have a lot to throw to either. they got no. A young quarterback needs a good tight end, in my opinion. Their tight ends are, are not getting the job done. Poor Rudolph. He's just had so many injuries. He's yeah. just lost. So, he was such a good player. Well, there in was. The
3: a, well, that's what I was going to say. There was a time where they were saying you know, he's arguably one of the best in the he league. A,
1: I know a lot of people. He won a Pro Bowl MVP. Well, I know that's not huge, but it still shows he was obviously a good football player. He was a gun. So that's really sad for them. They've got nothing really going on at receiver. Who's the. Mike Wallace is. I don't know what's happened to him. Who? He's so bad. I can't. Their O line's not great. Like they can run the ball okay because Adrian Peterson is a really good running back. Like one of. He should go down as one of the best ever. Whether he whips his kid or not, he should go down as one of the best ever. There's no doubt about it. So uh, that's a huge game. I think Saddle will get him. Is Lynch going to be back? Do you know?
3: My understanding is no. But it's uh, it's too early in the week. Yeah, it's, it's early it's to Tuesday know. night. Over I think
1: there. they'll need him back to run. Like Anthony Barr, talking about having some good players, he's a good young football player. And their D line, I know we call the Rams and the Jets good. Like, they're pushing them now. They are a really good defense line. Everson Griffin played so well off the edge last week. I, 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 it's going to be, that is a fitty fitty game for me. Yeah, could go, could either, go way. either way. Let's move on. Texans at Bills. The Bills don't win this game. They're done. Yeah, well and truly. Season over. They're 5-6. and six. And they've lost their... Not LeSean McCoy. The other running back is it Williams. Andre Williams. I think it is. It's, it's Andre Williams. He is... He's out for this game. They rely on having those two backs. One's big and heavy and runs hard. And the other's LeSean McCoy, who darts around. We all know how he plays. He's having a really good year. I just think the Texans are on such a roll. I could see the Bills getting shut out by the Texans. At home? Yep. Oh. Tyrod Taylor... What blows me away against the Chiefs, Sammy Watkins goes for 150 yards and two touchdowns in In the first half, half, and then gets one ball thrown to him in the second half. One target. Who is their offensive coordinator, and what is he doing? Put the ball up to him over and over and over again. Run an offense that gets him either in one-on-one or in favorable matchups. you have a player like that. You don't waste it. Yeah, it's too good. It's too ridiculous. good to be wasted. I, I was playing you in fantasy this week and you messaged me at halftime going, I am dead. Watkins could score fifty because he was killing no one could stop him. And then not another one target. One yep. target for one catch. It was like a screenplay.
3: Yeah, and then there was Romo's minus two helped destroy your team. Like and, the, and
1: and I and I had the Bills defense, you. which went from being on thirteen at halftime to negative two. It was a great week for me, by yep. the way, guys. I've had an awesome week. Let's move on. Eagles at Patriots. I'm not really concerned about the wins or loss because the Eagles' season's done and the Patriots are gonna, they're fine. They're ten and one. What I'm concerned about is how they look without Gronk. That's what I'm concerned about.
3: Yeah, the backup.
1: I mean, Chandler's not hopeless. No, by he any had, he's of a imagination. very he's, he's scored a, a touchdown qu- on the weekend. He's a
3: quite accomplished, but he's not Gronk. But you can't keep throwing wheel routes to him down the sideline. No,
1: and they right, they missed, tried that so many times. They missed Deion Lewis, the running back. White had a terrible game on the weekend. They're twenty in rushing. I the Patriots. I'm gonna mention Bill Simmons again. He said that Garrett Blunt died three weeks ago. <laughs> they should have had a funeral for him. He reckons his NFL career is over. I can't disagree with him too much. Blunt's been terrible for them. Uh I am just interested to see if Gronk can't go. I wanna see what that offense looks like. They won't have Amandola back. They obviously don't have Edelman. They don't have Deion Lewis. Apparently Amandola can go this week. Well that'd be huge for them. They would they need him. Because he played really well last week when without um, Edelman, I just think they could. If they don't have Gronk for the playoffs, they're done. We've seen what their offense looks like without Gronk. Oh. so let's hope it's only a bruise. There's a re- like people
3: say is oh, tight end or whatever. If you know anything about football, like he leads the NFL in receiving touchdowns since 2010. He's 63. He's a tight
1: end. He's a freak, and he
3: blocks outstandingly
1: on the running game as well. He's a left tackle that can play wide receiver with like the top ten receiver. That's what he is. He blocks as well as most offensive linemen do. He's unbelievable. Uh, moving on, we have the Colts at the Steelers. Another huge game, Sunday night game. I love it's, this. There's flex been schedule. some great, flex yeah, it's flex so good. Sunday so night games good. are great late in the season once the buys end. I think Colts will get the win here. Matt Hasselbeck's playing so well. He's 41 years old, Rich. How old are you? Like, 52? Imagine you 10 years ago. <laughs> Get stuffed up. 36. 36, sorry. So imagine you in, in five years. That is it. He, he is playing unbelievable. Andrew Luck should be watching and learning what Matt hasselback does because he hasn't got the arm to make all the throws Luck can, but he has patience and he has timing, and that's what Luck needs to come back and learn. Right now, you know Luck's 1-4 and four this season? Matt Hasselback is 4-0. and oh. Yeah, and... Look, obviously,
3: a lot of different things go into that, who they played and all the rest of it. But I think Pretty something a lot of people start. agreed, but I think something a lot of people might not have noticed is a lot of this Colts turnaround, the Ds actually improved yep, quite a lot really in the last run, couple in of their weeks, run, run especially, defense especially in the run defense. Yeah,
1: I agree with you. Look, we'll move on to the last game. I haven't got this in because of the Cowboys. I know they're done. I have it in because of Washington they need to win this game to keep a stranglehold on the division. If they win this game and the Giants lose, they could, they should be sitting in the box seat. Like, I think they're in it now. But do, do you want a cool stat? Yeah, of course I do. Redskins have won five of
3: straight home games. They now host you guys. And in those home games, Kirk Cousins has thrown 10 touchdowns and zero interceptions. And that's
1: why Kirk Cousins, we didn't discuss earlier, that's why Kirk Cousins is playing so much better at the moment. Turnovers have just dropped for him. Because that was, that was the huge that was the knock thing. And on him. He'd throw a turnover, and then it wouldn't lead to, oh, he'll he'll settle himself and be okay. He would throw no, he'd more. He'd three more. He'd get real panicky. He seems to have adjusted and, and matured a lot. And, and his picks were always the worst type. Oh, yeah, They'd yeah. be sixes. And <laughs> <Pick> and, sixes. <laughs> and it could be like, not always his fault. There could be a tipped ball from a receiver that goes for a pick six, and then he'd just crumble. You- so it's good to see him playing like that. Do you want to predict the score? Just for my own amusement. I, do you know what? Do you know what? I think will happen. Mm-hmm. I honestly think the Cowboys will win this. Yeah, so blind. The Red... No, but think about this. It's the division rival. They don't really care. The Redskins are going to take them lightly because they don't... It's such a Redskins thing to do to go in and lose this game. Washington 20, the Cowboys 6. I'm going to say tip. Washington 10... Cowboys thirteen. <laughs> You're
3: such a homer.
1: No, but I'm just. Would Would it surprise you it is Mike? Would it surprise you Shoot Monday it. morning yep. if you came in and the Redskins? Thanks won.
3: for downloading the SEN NFL podcast. Me. You can follow James at Twitter. On Twitter, sorry, at Jartha6594. Get all those cowboy nuggets. You can follow me at Richard03. Until next week, for James Arthur, our producer, Chris Tyler, who secured a guest this week, the New South Wales Minister for Sports, oh, done, mate. I'm asking I do it. Thank you for his time. I'm Richard Garraway. Thanks for listening.
2: For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com
0: slash
1: SEN America. Now, one thing I will say the Giants, their O-line is in, is in tatters. They're terrible.